the latch, the sound loud as a cannon shot, and pushed the door open with a grunt and a flourish. The room beyond lay draped in moonlight. After you? Cat kept up her gallant pantomime until I came abreast of her. Then she threw back her auburn curls and danced through the door ahead of me. Glass in the windows, she crowed, pressing her nose to the glazing. Our room had nothing but leaky shutters that remained closed in the worst weather, forcing us to live out the winters in gothic gloom. Outside, the twisted and massacred topiaries shambled to the banks of the Thames. Slightly downriver on the opposite bank, the Abbey and Palace of Westminster glowed ghostly, their hollows etched in shadow. The heavy bed loomed like a giant crouching toad in the centre of the room, shrouded in velvet and redolent of sleep. The Duchess had a down mattress and two real pillows, and I desperately wanted to know what it felt like to lay my head on one of them. Cat skipped right past the bed and into the narrow robing chamber, so I followed. The windowless room reeked of cedar and silk. I stood in the doorway, stunned by the number of chests and the potential opulence they might contain. But Cat threw them open one by one, turfing out bell sleeves lined with fur, bodices trimmed with pearls, overskirts shot through with gold thread. Look at this, she hooted, and held up a steel cage of an undergarment. The Duchess wears a corset, to lift those sagging, pendulous breasts. And to trim her thickening middle, I reminded her. Cat cackled and dove into another chest. This would look stunning on you, she said, pulling out a French hood, its buckram crown covered in deep green velvet, edged with the twisted tissue of gold and studded with pearls. Bring out the color of your eyes. My eyes were my best feature. That is, they were the one thing about my appearance that I liked, sea green and edged with gold like the hood. Cat tossed the hood at me and I snatched it out of the air, not wanting it to fall to the floor. I wrestled my straw-like hair into the black velvet veil and fitted the jeweled coronet over my head. Then again, Cat said, holding up a pink brocade bodice fronted by a crimson velvet stomacher. Perhaps your eyes are not something you want to call attention to. What do you mean? I asked, my self-image purling away like leaves on the river. She scrutinized me, head cocked to one side, the red-breasted gown completing the look of a robin about to catch a worm. Your eyes are too knowing, she said, Men will think you see more than they wish you to understand. They want to surprise you. You look at them and they want to slink away. Thanks, I grumbled, pulling the hood over my face. Better? But I wondered if my eyes were the reason no boy had ever visited me at our midnight parties, or if it was some other lamentable feature, my hair, my height, or my face itself. What are friends for? Cat smoothed her hair beneath a red velvet caul networked with gold braid and pearls that the Duchess had probably worn for a royal coronation. I tell you these things so you can attend to them in the future. You should practice looking more demure, less judgmental. Cat was a firm believer in practice. She had invented the way she walked, smiled, laid her fingers on a man's arm, even the way she turned her face to catch the light. She wasn't a stunning beauty, a brilliant musician, or a quick wit, but she could get a man's attention merely by entering the room. And I was the perfect mirror. I helped her refine every performance, echoing and casting back at her all the things I couldn't be myself. 
She took me with her everywhere. We complimented each other, completed each other. I was the kitty to her cat. Being a reflection was better than being nothing at all. Why doesn't she do anything with this stuff? Cat asked, pulling on crimson brocade sleeves lined with pink silk and trimmed with ermine. Their heavy bells dipped in the pool of the rosy train at her feet. Other people's clothes always looked ridiculously large on Cat. Maybe she doesn't want to wear it out, I said, swirling an overskirt the color of goldenrod. I thought of my own gowns, already worn out by two sisters I never saw and barely knew. Cast-offs that fulfilled family duty, if not affection. The livery of the unloved. Hmm. Cat dropped the Duchess's gown to the floor, revealing her own frayed kirtle. Pink. The color brought out the roses in Cat's cheeks, and she insisted we all wear it every Tuesday and Saturday, despite the fact that it made me look sad.